It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Very good evening this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. All thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, Sports Day essay. Plenty happening McGarry medal last night, well done to Harry Grant. Central District polled the last uh, five best on grounds. Unbelievable to get home. And he would have um, tied the medal, but he got three votes in the last and uh, beat the Nord playing Roquel. And over in uh, Perth, we talk about the Brayshaws. It's all been Brayshaw um, involved with the Maynard clash. But his brother, older brother Hamish, won the Sandover medal. It's a welcome man that's... Won most medals. Malcolm Blight. Hi, Blighty. Yeah, hi, David. Yes, there's a fair bit going on. I mean, I, we'll, we'll get back to the... the I mean, because Maynard's still in the uh, tribunal hearing after the uh, the concussion uh, in the game last weekend. It's certainly been the news of the week, isn't it? One of the, can I just say, before we go into the McGarry medal, which I, I really enjoyed last night watching on, on, on Seven Mate, um, I, this is, I reckon this is the perfect scenario. Duty of care, which the AFL now have been pushing for some years because of the concussion factor and litigation that we know is coming and is coming and has come, right? So that's one side of the story, and that's Braden Maynard. You know, the other side of the story, David, is awareness. Yeah. Now, awareness on a football ground, as we're all taught, learn to turn your body, learn to protect yourself, be aware of where the opposition is. Now, we don't get it right 100 times, but you should get it right 98 out of 100, 99 out of 100. I've just got a feeling that the modern-day player, because people can't shirt front you now and a duty of care is in the game, that we're taking this now that players, and I see them bend over, David, and I'm telling you now, if this was 15, 20 years ago, People used to run through you. Yeah, straight through straight you. Straight through you. Now, because you can't always be perfect when you're running into a contest, and that's why I think that being aware, how many times did you try and avoid and turn your body after you kick when someone tried to bowl you over? Well, I was always aware if you're kicking a footy, um, as you drop the ball, you still see what's coming at you. you. So yeah. he must have seen at some point Braden Maynard, like two or three metres in front yeah. of him, and jumping up. Yeah. And I'm not sure... It, he protected himself either. There's some school of thought that may be turned in to make it worse I've just with read, Maynard's hit. There is, that, there is that. I've just read the AFL website, and there is something that Brayshaw deviated. Slightly. Uh, sli- only slightly. I mean, and it's probably after the kicking action, you just move something slightly different. They're slowing this down frame by frame, David, so it's going to be... But you'd know. I mean, you've had, a, you've had a million kicks with someone running at you. Oh, yeah. So you know you're going to kick the ball, but yeah, then you've also always, got to be oh, aware of, hey, this bloke might run through me. me. Yeah, exactly. And that's the awareness of the game. And and I think now, my, this is my personal opinion, I don't think Maynard deliberately did anything other than try and smother the ball. Now, the I ju- agree. He the, didn't mean to take him out. Now, and there's plenty of people going running around town now, including 
Brayshaw's brother saying, well, it, you know, it's an act. And Simon, Throw the book at him. Yeah, Simon Goodwin says, throw the book at him and all that. And I disagree 100%. 100%. Because it was a football action that we've done for years Get and years. Get both hands up in the air. Yeah. He wasn't going to hit anyone. Not, hit, not his shoulder no. brace. That only yeah. came when, if, oh, gee, I'm going to hit something. Yeah, that's your natural of response. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's terrible. We all know concussion is terrible. But it's I, a footy I, accident. Yeah. And I, if someone came up to me, and I know they've got professors in there, they've got biomechanic chemists, they've got everyone in there. But to my eyes, watching this game for well over 50 years at the highest possible level, I say that is a football accident. Yeah, interesting too. If we we believe Michael Christian was going to throw it out, oh yeah, and then the AFL came over the top, and I think that's more to to cover cover themselves down the track. It was thrown out, and, and Brayshaw has any any more uh, injuries. He's pleaded not guilty, Braden Maynard, and I think rightly so. It's I've I don't think I've ever seen that. When's the last time you saw that happen? No. Where a guy has got both arms yeah. up in there tr- and he missed smothering it by. You know, millimeters, yeah, millimeters, yeah. and he's he propelled forward, and 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 I think Brayshaw once again probably not aware what was coming at him. Maybe you need to be. You do, and I, I think I mean, I mean it's terrible what happened. We don't want to see players concussed. We know it's wrong, but that I, I can't see how any deliberation could find him not guilty. If it happens, David, if it happens, what happens to our game from here is next. In a marking contest, with I'm a knee in, on the head, I'm in front. You come from behind me, yeah. and you knock me out. Totally accidental. And punching the ball, oh, and I mean, yeah. you would have been punched in the oh, back of the head a million times. Uh, what What are your thoughts? One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We both don't believe Maynard should get games. We know he plays on the edge, but I don't. He didn't have time no. to assess all that. When you're running to try and smother, you haven't got time with a. Oh, maybe I can hit him in front. His only other action was to hit him open-chested, Correct. which still would have been a collision. Yeah, but that's, that's that not would ha- hurt himself. Yeah, that's not having awareness. No. See, I mean, Maynard had awareness that he was in trouble. When he started to go, he thought, oh, geez, there's a body there. Wow. Yeah. You run in the brick wall, I bet, uh, oh, bet you, Brace. I'll bet you, I'll bet you, you there's bra- awareness. You're front on. <laughs> I'll bet you there's awareness. I, I'm, I'm finding the moral of our game um, is in question. Had Nick Dacos done that or Scotty Penelbury, I, I reckon everyone say, oh, well, he's not that sort of player. No one in the world would have tried. Maynard, as I said, does play in the edge. He's a yeah, hard... But, yeah, but, he, but I think it's a different response to Braden Maynard because a lot of people want to see him rubbed out. There are people in footy who'd like to see Maynard go. But if it, if it was, a, as I said, someone that plays totally, that's not in their nature, you say, oh, no, he, he didn't mean to do that. I don't think Maynard meant I to... I don't reckon... This is this is a point. Trying to smother the ball sometimes is the most stupid act you can do on a ground, isn't it? Because it's quite mate, brave. I, act. It's yeah, quite brave. Mate, I've got I've got boot, how many times I've got a boot oh. in the jaw. We would line up. And this is true. If we played poorly, I had a coach. You'd have to run the gauntlet of forty players smothering every ball. So forty footballs on the ground coming at you, smothering, oh, and no. also front on. Believe me, it was done. And I well, tell you what, nickname. RB was a coach. Yeah, and guess what? I ended up doing it too. Jeez, it makes it makes you aware oh. of everything. And you come out, you got bruises and cuts and cracking. You got nicks oh. in your head. 
It was fantastic, though. When you come off, you felt like a warrior. But what you did, you became aware. And awareness is a thing that footballers are now losing in our game. It's a worry for footy, I reckon. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What do you think? Does he deserve games, or is it a football accident? Uh, the good old thanks to Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. We talk about this all the time, Blighty, because it is so good. And you're the one that put me onto Cobram before <laughs> Cobram actually advertised with us. Patsy's got it ready tonight over the salad. Serious? Oh, yeah. Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. I love the chilli. I know you're not more of a chilli man. No, I like, I like Oh, I love it. No, I like Grown, it. harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to go for a long one. I think whatever the decision, there'll be an appeal. And they might even try and take to the courts. Just, I don't know how you can change in a split second when your first reaction is purely to try and touch that footy when it's going over your head. Oh, and did more. did uh, Brayshaw have a responsibility for himself as well as a guy running at you? And once again, I mean, you, you see it happen not as often as it used to happen because players are more aware. You'll see them pull up a little bit now, which people now accept. Okay, well, I've got to accept that. That's where you change with the times. But trying to... Sp- smother the ball in the air and by the sake of a few centimetres just clipping him another three centimetres and we we have got nothing to talk about tonight David the tribunal's got nothing to talk about the concussion ambulance chases have nothing to talk about so when bloody when does the it's all everybody's petrified and paranoid about concussion but as long as a contact sport there'll be some way it doesn't matter like you said it could be a knee going for a mark could be a kick it could be incidental. There's so many other ways you can get knocked out. It's like a jockey falling off a horse. Every time a jockey gets yeah. on a horse, there's a chance they could get hurt. Correct. A boxer goes in the ring. There's a chance. If you're going to play a contact sport, you have to accept some things are an accident. And when you don't accept things are an accident, I think our sport's in a, in a real, real worry. We've got a real problem. Well, it won't be the AFL football that we know. It'll become a touch a Touch footy. Touch footy. And if we want that, if if now the rule makers want that... Go a bit like Gaelic footy or... Well, yeah, they can only bump. They can't tackle. What do you do in hurling? What can you do in that? You can, that? Do oh, you just, can you do anything there? Oh, right? well, you just... Mate, the ball's going a million miles an hour and they put up their sticks. They're almost like hockey sticks with a net. And they just thrash into each other and crash and bash. It's the most, <laughs> the most medieval game you've ever seen in your life. But the blokes are fantastic at it. Are you genuinely concerned for a game the way it's going? Yeah, and now they're they're bringing the women in too because the women's awareness is almost not non-existent because they're, they're fledgling in their in their pursuit of playing the sport. They're brave, of course. No they awareness, though. So. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. When you have thirty players around the ball, you are going to get more and more. I know it was a centre bounce, and I know it was six on six, but there will be more head more clashes collisions. because there's more tackling, and tackling has never been our game. It has only been a small part of it. We, we have become rugby league from from 360 yeah. degrees. At least in rugby league, they come front on. They're ready for it. They're ready for it. And they have to be stopped. They yeah. have to stand in their so, ground. Yeah, when they... Exactly. So, I, I mean, that's where the coaching, I'm telling you now, today's coaches have changed our game because they want to play it like soccer. Keep the ball off, keep the ball off. Everyone defends. Well, I'm telling you now, 6-6-6 six, six, six on points. I'll bring it up again. Just like the centre bounce. I know this was the centre bounce one, but you'll get less concussions by spreading the yeah. field, getting players back into positions. And maybe, David, just maybe, 
We put marks on the ground, half forward flank, centre half forward, half forward flank, every time a score happens. Or every time the yeah, ball goes like, out of bounds. You like the 6-6-6 six, 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 go back to position after any score. Sure, any I score. Don't mind, it might come to that. And it's not. And I wouldn't stop this one, but what it'll do, this is just one of many, including the sling tackle, all this, there are too many players around the ball. Our game wasn't built for that. And there's going to be more and more concussions because of the way we play. Yeah, this is an isolation. This is not norm, but they will be norm. So Angus Brayshaw, if he um, if his career gets cut short by this, he's had so many concussions. I still don't believe it's it's just bad luck. It's not Maynard's fault. It's When you're out on the field, it could have been you coming from behind, smashing the knee in the back of his head. And we've seen that before, too, where players are... I mean, that hurts just as much as front on. Yeah, I've got a few of them, too. Yeah. And I've given a few, probably. Just, just on that, I mean, one of the things is... And this is this is where I get back to this concussion. How do you know which one actually gave you the, the furry mm. mind or, you know... And some, there's obviously some genuine cases. But which, what, did it happen... I'll say it again, David. Did it happen when you were a child and you fell off your bike? Yeah. You tell me... In a court of law, which one definitively gave you that concussion? And a lot of them are, um, we look at some of the ex-rugby players that's leading to dementia, but there are so many people that never had a knock in their life that end up with dementia, well, well, they, um, men and women. Yeah. But they've never played contact sport. No, but they may have fallen off their bike when they were kids. Maybe, or maybe it's just, you know, it's, uh, it, it's it, luck uh, of the draw, yeah. did degeneration. I, did I see somewhere where a lot of the AFLW players are actually having brain scans, or did I did I think that that's what they and, want to and, do? Well, I I think that will be part of AFL and AFLW. NRL are doing it, bringing compulsory. Oh yeah, everybody's going to have a brain scan, and anyone that's um, been knocked in the head is entitled to um, free medical and a continue on brain scans. They're not cheap. You know, just to monitor it. And someone said a, a really good point today. We might have spoken with Bix last night about it. When a young lad comes in the system, they have a brain scan then. Yeah. Have a brain scan then. And then every year you can see if something's deteriorating or not. I think it's a really smart move. Can I also say, um, the, why do we all take out insurance policies? Just in case. Just in case you get hurt or your I, car gets yeah, banged up. I just think now, and I think you've brought this up and I think you're on this page too, that maybe, maybe when you agree... To play, to play in the AFL and accept the and big a, money and do all that. There will be a clause that says it is a contact sport. This there is a possibility this could happen. Well, you get on a plane. There's a possibility the plane might prank. Yeah. We still get on there. Yeah. So I wonder if there's a whole new lot of insurance policies. Yeah, I think they're going to have to work, work through something. that. It's it's look. It's really interesting the way things are going. Coming up on the show, thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar and Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative, join Lumo today. We've got Dean Brogan a little bit later, oh, played yeah. for Port Adelaide. Gee, they've got a few issues, haven't they, Port? Yeah, now we, we just mentioned about the uh, Harry Grant winning the McGarry medal. Also, just want to mention those in the Hall of Fame, because uh, there's some really interesting names that I'd love to Sonny talk Moore, about. Sonny Mori, you would have played yeah, against. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Chiggy. Yeah, Chiggy. And, um, yeah, Daryl Hicks, of course. Yeah, no Daryl, it was great to see Daryl. Yeah. Daryl's had a stroke and came out with his wife, but Daryl still had the sense of humour and spoke well, so yeah, wonderful. Pat, Patsy catches up with his wife and, and Daryl at the church at the moment, so, which is great. Back with more shortly. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blood and David Woody, all thanks to Mate Fair Dinkum Internet without the fuss score a mobile deal as good as a Sam Kerr goal with Mate. 
Yeah, she's a wonderful, wonderful player. True or false, uh, still to come, Dean Brogan too. Looking forward to speaking with Dean. True or false, Shane McCadden will end up going to Melbourne next year. Oh, sounds, That's where he wants to go. Yeah, sounds like he will. Cause most, and he's a bit older, 29, 29. So if they can get a what second round pick for him? Yeah, uh, second or third round, I reckon. They've got three and 25. You know what I say about the 30s? If they yeah. get another... Another one in the 30s. Yeah, they. I think McCadman's more 30s or 40s, 28 years of age. Hasn't been a regular all that time, but uh, who knows? If they can get a second round, you certainly take that. Okay, my first true or false tonight is uh, David Wildey oh. is still on the Collingwood bandwagon. Yeah, I am. That's a definite true. I'm not changing. I actually back Brisbane Gamble responsibly, but I backed Brisbane at the start of the year, I think at 8, eight or 9 to 1 to go top. But imagine, uh, imagine what you could be buying instead. Yeah, well, I'm I'm tipping Collingwood. <laughs> Hopefully I'm buying something if they win. Yeah, uh, true or false, here's one for you, because I know you, you like this side. Brisbane and Collingwood will both play. They'll be the 2023 AFL Grand Final rivals. Yeah, I've, I went for Melbourne, but gee, one of them is not going to make it now, Brisbane or Melbourne, isn't it, with all the machinations they're going to play each other if they get there. So I, I think you're 50% true. Yeah, I'm going to throw another quick one. No, you can't do that. I've got All right, you go. Um, My true or false is David Wildey is still hot for Nick Dacos to hang on and win the Brownlow medal. No, I'm not. Oh, you're not? I'm not. So that's 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 false. False, thank you. I've tipped uh, Marcus Bontempelli. I just think he's weighted numbers. Jeez, you changed quick. Only changed when Dacos got hurt. Up to then, I thought it was a certainty. All right, then. Now, this is a true or false. We're going to play a grab after the break and... Hamish Brayshaw, brother of Angus. Ooh. Angus and Andrew. Yeah. AFL wants Collingwood to win a flag, he says. Could that be true? This is coming from the brother. I'll answer it this way. They've won two premierships in 65 years, I think, Collingwood, from memory. Is that... You really think that? I, I think that... that uh, that's it, rude, I think. Yeah, yeah actually... That's a good word. I'm trying to think of a word without being disrespectful, but it is trying to be rude to the AFL because it so, would be so untrue. Who's the AFL? That's a group of people that run the game. They want the game to be run as fairly There's no as way the AFL no. want Collingwood. That's, I'll well, play the grab after for you. Yeah, just to, goes for Oh, my last one. True or false? David Wildey. Oh, this is not... It yeah, can't it's be about tonight. me. It's... Everything's about you tonight. Oh, I don't like it. I feel uneasy. No, you went to the McGarry Medal I last did. night, so and I watched it. Is, and you won one. Oh, you did. David Wildey is set to call, I think I'm right, his 34th Sandful Grand Final. False. False. 35th. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just knew that. Because you know why? I yeah. wanted you to say it. See, if I said it was true... You would have got all huffy in your chest. Yeah. Now I've missed by a year, so you're not as huffy. No, I, th- I thought last night when they had the Hall of Fame, I thought, you know, they're sitting right at the back. It can't <laughs> be me. I'm right at the back of the table. Just we go to the break, I saw Freddie Flintoff is involved in a shocking yes. car accident saw last that. year. Face still got holes in from yeah, nine months ago. Big yeah. Freddie nearly died in a car accident in Top Gear. But uh, what a wonderful cricket he was. Remember that wonderful Ashes series? Yes, he did indeed. Okay, we're going to a break too for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1000 EPS plus get $1,000 free accessories. And Aussie of the month, it's important to buy Australian right now. Look for the logo and be sure it's Aussie.
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Malcolm Blight and David Woodies. Remember too, important to buy Australian right now. Look for the logo, be sure it's Aussie. I said before the break, I want to play you a grab, um, Malcolm. This is from Hamish Brayshaw, brother of Andrew. And Hamish won the Sandover medal, so congratulations there. But he made the comment, sounds like everybody's... Um, I, I was really staggered what Simon Goodwin said straight after the game, basically trying to hang Maynard. Coaches normally keep out of that. But here's Hamish Brayshaw. AFL wants Collingwood to win a flag. I think the AFL are desperate for Collingwood to win a premiership. They want the supporters to go nuts. They've got 106,000 members. They want to do everything they can, I'm, in my opinion, for that to happen. The world wants to see that happen, or the Collingwood fans do anyway, and they've got a very loud voice. So a lot of that is driven by the Collingwood fans, and I think a few people at the AFL that want to see Collingwood win. Um, but duty of care for a player, uh, whether or not that comes into account, I don't know. I mean, the MRO wanted to knock it away straight away and <clears throat> not even look at it. So for Laura Kane to step in and say, well, actually, this is a pretty serious incident. Let's have a look. Good on her. Well done. Stepped straight into her role and gone bang. Uh, so, you know, we'll find out tomorrow night and then that'll get appealed and appealed and appealed and probably don't find out till Friday, but it'll be an interesting week. Mm. Yeah, you said rude. Uneducated. I, I, I just... It just doesn't make sense. When people say that, I reckon you've got to have some sort of knowledge of what the system is. That means that he doesn't understand what the system's all about. Oh, he, he doesn't he understand his what, brother get hurt, yeah, that's I, a, and I, he's just come I, out I, shooting. I get, I, well, I get that, but I, how can you... I, I just don't understand how you can say that. If that's the case, why don't Richmond win every year because they've got over 100,000 members or West Coast Eagles are the the most richest club in oh, the world. Oh, that part what, about... What, um, yeah, they're going to fill it's it like up regardless. Exactly. I mean, it's just... It is, it's mm, rude, frivolous and uneducated. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm staggered. Um, we, there's another grab actually here about Maynard and uh, and his brother's relationship. I'll get lines here to play it if you can find it. That's uh, number nine. Let's have a listen to this. I don't think there's ill feeling. Angus is obviously pretty annoyed that he mm. got him in the face um, and has knocked him out. But I don't think it's not, you know, he doesn't hate him. It's not any like, anything like that. I think it's just... He pissed off because you're missing yeah, finals pissed footy. off because you're missing finals footy, I think is the gist of the, their relationship at the moment. But they played junior footy together at the Hampton Rovers, so they, they know each other. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Wow. So, the AFL, just getting back to the AFL once Collingwood... Wasn't the AFL that actually... Yes, that took yeah, it to the. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. And just on that, we haven't had any updates. This is going to go no, for a long, no, long no, while. This is going to go for, One uh, thing he's right. If he found goody, there will be appeal after appeal. That's about the only thing right. I think he said in that. Uh, that yeah, grab. I, I, I'm still. I'm. Yeah. It was a football accident, I, and and it's not just it's it's wives and it's children that you've spoken to. You know, think as oh, that, I've seen that out in the footy ground. He didn't look as though he meant to do it. He didn't. So that's just not us old players. And commentators, David, it's. It, I think that most people walking down the street now, other than the Brayshaw family, and I get why, would think it's probably been a football accident. Yeah, and to be fair, the game has never been cleaner. It's been oh, never mate. been harder either, but never been cleaner. No, hang on. hard, hard, hard as in bodies fit. hitting hard physically. Yeah, but it's always been that hard. Yeah, what bodies hitting each other? Oh, I think it, I think the no, they're they trained athletes now. now no, they, no, yeah, but hang on, what they're doing now is not trying to hit the head. Yeah. They, they smash in. Now, the women <laughs> smash in too. OFLW, they smash in. Now, I'll tell you what was smashing last night, watching the uh, Hall of, Hall of yeah. Fame people. And I just, 
I, I, should, I was going to mention them, and I should now. Daryl Hicks, of course, a great Sturt player. Um, his wife, Tricia, goes to the same church, and so does Daryl. And Daryl has yeah. had a stroke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he got up but, there, yeah, and yeah, Tricia yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. They're both fantastic together. Yeah. A lot of love there in the room. And Nick Chidwooden, of course, who's been a great Glenelg person, uh, president of, of staff and great player. Well, Nick... Um, Worked with Nick for a long while. He he basically, since he retired from football, has held some sort of position with the Glenelg Footy Club. Absolutely. So his body of work has been outstanding. Lovely young man too, Nick Chigwinnon. And Sonny Morey was... Um, I I've just barely remember Sonny. Yeah. Like I was only a young lad when he was playing his, his best football. But yeah, boy from the Brosser comes out and plays. And he, he made the point too. Back in those days, he didn't have a voice. He couldn't even vote. Couldn't go into a hotel. Mm. Uh, everyone else could, but yeah. he wasn't allowed. So th- he said on that thing, things have changed greatly. So he, yeah. he was he was really interesting. Yeah, and um, yeah, in uh, not course in nineteen seventy two, which they mentioned last night too, and so did Sonny. Uh, oh, he, now he finished second, run up to you in the McGarry Medal. He did, yeah, yeah. He um, he got uh, 16, uh, 16 votes, and I got twenty one. So well, he did a, say he deserved to win. He's very <laughs> magnanimous. No, no. He was a terrific player. He yeah. was back little pack number five. Yeah, number five. He's yeah. a terrific player. I was actually looking for Gary Window last night. I couldn't see him in the. I, I saw it there with his. Um, Gary's there. Yeah. Well, it was such a big room. Yeah. You know, I was right on the bleachers, right at the back. Malcolm, I thought it might have been a bit close up the front, but right how, down the back. How come you were there? Well, how did you get the invitation? Commentator. I'll be calling another grand final for the Sandful. Oh, really? I would have thought you'd get an invite. <laughs> I and did. I did. Yeah. Well, you won one, it didn't go. Well, no, pre predetermined. I didn't know it was going to be that night. I, I, I guess I could have gone. Yeah, but anyhow, it doesn't matter. I didn't. Now, what were you going to say next? I'm talking about, oh, Sonny. He is terrific. And and I'm must going to mention this guy. Charles Kingston was the other one. Interesting. I, that that was an interesting. From 1850 to 1908. He was a pioneer for South Adelaide and the game, a player and administrator. Also. Did he set a, the rules? Some of yeah, the rules? Well, yeah, he, he did just stuff. I mean, uh, can I just. He was also Premier of South Australia. He was. And as you know, last Friday, I interviewed. Our Premier Peter Malinowskis at the Woodville past players and officials function at the hotel just down the road here. So it was it was nice to see his name there. I, I just didn't put one and one together and came two. I, when I looked at his record, you know, sometimes you think he probably should have been in before, before. now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just think that happens a lot, well, I think. Yeah. I guess they're catching up and hopefully they keep catching up because his <laughs> what he's done in his life, including football life, was is enormous. Yeah, uh, he had his great great grandson, I think it was. Yeah, there. that's right. And that was interesting because he was a bit hard of hearing, and he wasn't speaking to the microphone. You know, he'd turn away and talk to Mark Soderstrom, and no one else could hear. But it was quite quite amusing and yeah. and good to see him there. And yeah, we saw, he's old. We, he's a, quite an old man. Yeah, no, I think he said ninety one. We saw was a little he? clip of that. But you were telling me they actually did a longer interview. Oh, and yeah. then did it differently for yeah. TV. Chiggy spoke for oh. Chiggy interviewed, and they'd okay. all be 15, 20 minutes each. Yeah, where they get a chance to thank everybody. So, look, it was well done by Channel 7 and the Sandforth. It was a really, really good night. So, congratulations there. Now, your man, Kelly, you talked about the Giants. They won in 11 different locations, which is a record. Do you know I coached his dad at North Melbourne when I did that? Was he like Peter? Was it not Peter? Uh, Phil. 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 Talking to Sandover Medals, he won two Sandover Medals. And for the first time, going back in this is late 70s, late uh, 81, early 80, he won. Channel 7 in Perth put up $20,000, which was massive money back then, for the Sandover medalist. 
he he won it. I reckon in '79 and '80. Wow. So he picked up forty grand. He would have. That was huge money. He won back to back. So when did he come to North? '81. I came after he won yeah, the Jess yeah. Andovers. All right, here's um, here's his son Josh Kelly. I'm playing anywhere, including the Adelaide Oval. We believe we we first and foremost travel a bit, so. Um, we need to have the ability to play our game style at any ground across the competition. So um, I think Adelaide was another one of those grounds that the crowd can get a bit hostile, which is, is also a bit of fun for us as well. I think we've really, you know, we try and you know, take that on board and and just not let that affect us. Or at times, you know, on the weekend, the G was really pumping. We just got to keep going about our business, keep coming back to how we want to play. So um, you know, Adelaide's one of those overs that's going to fill out on the weekend. It's a, it's a big final. Um, so nothing too much changes for us, to be honest. We've got we to keep playing our way that, that King has implemented from the start and, and just go and execute. I wonder if uh, William Drew will pick him up. Yeah, uh, David, just uh, the AFL website, just uh, the panel begins deliberations to decide Maynard's fate. So all the evidence has been given, and I think this must have started at... Oh, four, three, put, three, three three hours ago, three, I think. Yeah, two or three hours ago. So it, it, the deliberations, I can imagine being in that room. Oh, and if he gets found guilty, they'll just appeal, and I think rightly so. Now, Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to America's footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Now, just just while we're on this, um, we've sort of forgotten about this a bit, but the Riching, Richmond coaching, I was reading a story today about, they think it's down, they've mentioned names, and who knows. Is McQualter still in? Yes, he certainly is. Okay. And a guy called Adam Uze. Adam played he's missed at, out a couple, a couple of, of times. He's been at the Melbourne Football Club for a lot of years as a very good player. But those two names seem to be emerging. Now, how do we know? We don't really know, David. But so I'm just thinking, McWalter's done a reasonable job. Six wins in 13 Do games. they ever work interim coaches when they come in for four or five games and uh, or 10 games uh, or 15 uh, games? Paul Roos did for a while, didn't he? He, Who got, did? he, he got the job. Who Some, did he take over from? Oh, I forget now. I'll get back His to long you. His Longmire was it? Yeah. Was a man in yeah, waiting. He, he, took, he took over from. Uh, I'll get to you. I'll, I'll think of it in a minute. I uh, want to talk about toolkit depots. Toolkit depot tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Toolkit depot, everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. I thought we're going to be playing for the um, the Dean Brogan Cup, bloody like a man that's. <laughs> I suppose you Port Adelaide Premiership player. I'm yeah. sure we'll ask him. He prefer Port to win, but. Gee, the way the Giants are going. And the injury, I want to talk about all the injuries, possible injuries, what they're doing yeah, there. Yeah, and Rodney Ede. Paul Roos took over from Rodney Ede partway through the year in 2002. So Rocket got sacked. Yeah. Roosie came in. in. Yeah, Paul Roos, he's come in a few places to fix up, hasn't he? Yeah, not, he not a bad job, but he's he's got a great record too there. Um, I'd, I don't think they'll go McWalter. I just, I just feel, as I say, that... Mind you, he's done a pretty good job, but he was there under Hardwick as well. Yeah, and I just say, it, it's probably one of the most average jobs you can get. They're coming off the mountain from a long way down. The job that you want is the job that Damien Hardwick picked up. <laughs> yes, he's job. unbelievable. Yeah, well done. He does it all the time. Cherry ripe. Well done, Damien. It is 6.41. Sports Day SA. Don't stop 
on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Sports ASA, David Wildey and Malcolm Blight for Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads, tyrepower.com.au. A big footy final sale now on, and Malcolm, there is a big football match here in Adelaide Saturday night. <laughs> the man that's played for both clubs, I'd love to know whose camp he'd rather be in. Because one is struggling at the moment, one's firing on all cylinders. Let's welcome Dean Brogan. Hi, Dean, how are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks, fellas. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a big game for um, for both clubs, and um, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to be in the port camp um, moving into this game. The Giants are running on top of the ground at the moment, but um, look, it's going to be a cracking game. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on Port Adelaide. When you go in, Dean, with unfit players, and I know Brisbane did that against you guys when you won a flag. I mean, Lynch lasted about 20 minutes, but Aaliyah wasn't right. Todd Marshall couldn't kick because he had a hip problem. McKenzie hadn't played for five weeks. Lysett played one or so games. You take engine players, it's at your own peril. Yeah, well, it's the, it's the big question, isn't it? Um, coming into every final series is, is the healthiest team normally always wins or, or gets to get has a very successful you know finals campaign and. You could argue potentially in hindsight, you know, did Port play too many injured players coming off that off that break? Um, look, I, I think you had to play, you know, a guy like McKenzie, they don't have a lot of stock back there, so you kind of had to play him. Um, you know, the, the, the interesting one is Marshall, like, you know, how bad is that hit? Um, did it really affect his goal kicking as, as we all think? And yeah, so only they would know that internally. Um, and, you know, Lysette coming off that knee, um, you know, was he the right fit to go to, to, to go against the, the big Ruckman for Brisbane? But, um, look, I, I don't think that's kind of what cost them the game. I just think with Port, they just, um, uh, they, just can't, they just can't defend the ground very well. And, you know, you go up to playing Brisbane at home, you know, they haven't lost there all year and, Probably if not the best second or second best team in the comp at transitioning the ball yep. from from defence to forward line, and it's been Port's Achilles' heel all year. And um, unfortunately, in finals, um, it, you are what you are, and they got exposed in that area. Hey, Dean, an area you are very fond of and very good at too, with the Premiership team at Port Adelaide. Ruckman, Kieran Briggs is a guy that I've only noticed this year. I mean, he played five games in twenty one. Four in 22. He's played 15 this year. His form is nearly as good as Tim English is in the ruck. Mm. Mate, he's been a, he's been fantastic for the GWS team. Oh, mate, he, he's been a, a revelation, hasn't he? And look, uh, you're right there, Blighty. I think he's, um, uh, statistically, he's up there with English for, for all Australian honours, really. Mm. Um, yeah, he, he's been unbelievable. He's been on their list for a couple of years and he finally got his chance this year. Um He's just a he's just a real competitive animal, and apparently he is that he's one of the strongest. Well, he is, he is the strongest person at the club. Wow! Um, and you know he's getting mentored by one of the best ruckmen to do it, and that's Shane Mumford. Of so course. you can yeah. see some similarities in his game, and um, he's just yeah he's an undersized ruckman as well. Like I think he's only about six five or six six. So says two oh one. Says two oh one. What's that? I've always uh, yeah. Six, seven. So that, yeah. That, that's six six, just touching six yeah, seven. Yeah, so yeah. in in today's footy, that's that's undersized. And um, look, he 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 just competes from start to finish. And I thought his game last week against Marshall. I thought Marshall started the game unbelievably well and looked like he was on top. And then Briggs just just came back and and 
you know, had a, had a game of his own. And, you know, Marshall still played well, but he, you can never put him away, Briggs. And that's what I love about a ruckman. It doesn't matter if you've had a bad quarter, he'll just keep coming at you. So, you know, he's going to be a problem for Port Adelaide on Saturday night. I guess is Dean Brogan. Brogues, Port Adelaide's strength, or their one wood is Rosie Butters, Horn Francis. You bring him wines off the wing, but gee, the Giants... No, not bad there either. Tom Green, Canelio, Kelly, Ward, and the list goes on. I mean, they're pretty good in every department. That's why they won 10 of their last 12. I mean, it's just been incredible. Yeah, I was only saying today to, to someone asking me about the Giants, um, oh, they, they're, they're complete everywhere. Like, they've got probably the best... Um, they've got the All-Australian, you know, arguably centre-half back in Taylor, mm-hmm. who's, you know, up there with Andrews. He's, he's probably... Harris Andrews from Brisbane. He's probably the best centre-half back in the game. You got him there, um, you know, marshalling the troops back there. Then you've got the midfield with Kelly, Green. Um, you know, Whitfield goes through there. Um, Caniglio didn't even play on the weekend. Um, and then you got Briggs leading the rucks. And then you've got the best player in the comp in the forward line in Toby Green, yeah. who yeah. gets up the ground and gets around the footy and gets back to go. So to have to have players on on each line in your football team gives you a lot of stability and. You know, listening to Toby Green during the week said it's not the most talented team he's played in, but it's the the, the most team he's, he's ever trusted, and that that's a big comment coming from you know someone who's the All Australian captain and has been in some very successful Giants teams. But, um, for him to say that, um, there's a lot going on at that club and that footy team that there's a lot to like, and you know I honestly think they're going to go pretty close to making that last game in September the way they're going about it. Wow. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You did it beautifully then by the lines. There's probably seven really A-graders, you know? They, they really are on the oh, tip yeah. of A-grade. And they get these other role players yeah. sitting around them. So you can actually, you know, the whole thing seems yeah. to work. Now, you know one of the things that... Ab, it, ab, the yeah, most, sorry, buddy. Yeah, I, you're 100% right. And, um, you know, and that's the problem. You know, if you look at Port Adelaide's team, they've got all their stars in the midfield and they're a bit they're a bit light on at each end, and that's that's the the problem at the moment with them. I think. Just the other one, Dean. I looked at the teams, and there's not both teams are pretty similar to four or five weeks ago. Port won by seven goals, but uh, the Giants didn't have their two little blokes up forward, and they've created havoc in, in Daniels and and Bedford. Uh, Port had Jonas and Hayes, and I don't think Boat played that night. But both sides pretty similar, but. Those two have been instrumental in their win since coming back. The little boys, uh, you know, to go with Hogan and uh, and Riccardi, a couple of the bigger guys there. Yeah, they they they're they're probably you know I think Daniels has worked his way into you know one of the best half forwards in the comp now, and, and um, Bedford's so important to him, and um, he got off that you know that um, that incident at MR, you know yeah. that, that bump he got off, and it was instrumental for the Giants because he he. He means so much to the way they want to go about it. They really get high up the ground and they're a bit of a connector and then they just race back to goal. They'd be a nightmare to defend. And, you know, when they, you know, when they came here a few weeks ago without those two, um, they really struggled. And, um, you know, to have those two back in your side um, and the way they're, the way they're game style, they, they just add so much value to, they're so important to how the Giants go about it offensively. Um, and we saw on the weekend, like Daniels and Bedford were, we just destroyed St Kilda, so you know Port Adelaide are going to have a, you know they're going to have to spend some time on those two, otherwise they're going to catch it up because they're elite runners and they're elite kicks as well and decision makers. So um, they're very handy half forwards to have in your team. 
Yeah, we're speaking to Dean Brogan, former Port Adelaide Premiership player and GWS player, for the ready for the big game this weekend. You know, the one of the most amazing stats I've seen in football happen with the GWS last weekend. They've had eleven wins on eleven different grounds. Mm. I mean, not yeah. just played there; they've won there. They're, they're not just played there; <laughs> yeah. they've won there, and and they've won at Adelaide Oval. They've won at North. They've won every, nearly everywhere in Australia. It has been the mm. most remarkable set I think I've seen in football, and I think Adam Kingsley, their coach, has said, "Well, we'll wherever we'll play, we'll play." And he hasn't made one excuse for anything. Yeah. So coming back to Adelaide Oval, yeah. I know they didn't win last time. But they've still got memories of winning early. In, uh, mate, they can actually, in a strange way, what David said, they should probably be 51% favourite, which I think is quite strange, playing at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I guess, you know, these foundation teams, you know, I was obviously there for a while, and their home ground's good, you know, because you you, sleep, you stay at home, you sleep in your own bed. But the reality is, they these these... These boys, the Giants and the team, I know for a fact they love going on the road because they play in front of big crowds. And when you play AFL, yeah. that's what you want to do. So they really enjoy getting on the road and playing in, in opposition stadiums. And it does not bother them at all. And, um, you know, to, to win on, like, you, you know, that stat you just pulled them, Blighty, it, it, that this is where it matters now when you have to go on the road and win your finals games. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just... They're just primed to have a really good September. And, you know, they're, they're, other than them and Brisbane, they're actually the form teams of the comps. So they're, the, you know, in the back half of the year. So, you know, the numbers don't lie. They're, they're, they're up yeah. there with the best in the comp at the moment. And um, they'll be coming over here full of confidence. And the other thing, too, they're really healthy. I don't think they've got any injuries. Caniglio will come back in the side. So they're going to be at full tilt. So, yeah, they, they're going to be a problem Saturday night. So how do you make a case... Dean for Port Adelaide, their defence has been leaky, their forward line's been iffy but they did win 13 on the trot and we know mm. Port with backs to the wall can produce an effort so what do they need to do to beat the Giants because you know the Giants are going to bring effort, they'll bring that whether they win the game or not so what do Port need? Yeah well look the thing that I thought let Port down on, on Saturday night was they let Brisbane kick you know 13 goals from stoppage so you know you, you can't let the Giants, you know, score heavily like that from stoppage. So, you know, Port have been really good in that area for most of the year. So if they tidy that up, um, it gives them more of a chance. Whereas, um, you know, and they're going to have to defend. Um, You know, their forwards have to get to work and win some one-on-ones ahead of the footy. So when the mids do win it and get it in there, it's not pinging back out. You know, they have to lock it in and and get some stoppages and have some time in their forward half so their defence can set up. And I thought against Brisbane... They did a bit of that early, um, but as the game sort of unfolded, it just became, you know, Brisbane just Open got their game up. going yeah. and it's hard to stop. So, yeah. So, look, I think for me, um, Port Adelaide have to win the midfield war and they have to win it well. And then on the back of that, they they have to defend, you know, you know, 15, 20% better than what they have. So if they can do that and, you know, playing at home in front of their home crowd, you think some of the players that had quiet games will, will perform a bit better at home. So... Yeah, they can't have too many passengers this Saturday night. Okay, Dean, the $64 question. David and I picked six winners last week. We got the four AFL and the two in the Sandfuls. It's the first time for a while we've done that. And we are feeling a bit good about ourselves. But we're now looking for a balanced view for tips this week. You've played for both teams. You've seen the form. you watched the game. 
Who who do you think will win this weekend? Oh, look, my heart says Port, but my head just says the Giants. I just think the Giants are going to be too much for Port, and um, yeah, it, it kills me to say it, but I think I think the Giants will get them. Port are quite a warm favourite. Dean, thanks for that. Look, I yeah. can't wait for the game, and. It, Port need to win it to make the year successful. Go out in straight sets has been another wasted year, but uh, you played for both, and I, I'm sort of in your camp. If it had been played uh, interstate, I'd say the Giants were good things, but he just don't know the Port Adelaide. Thanks for your time, mate. No, thanks for having me, boys. Thank you. Cheers. Dean Brogan there, and uh, another interesting night. It's a good question, but I, I, I don't really know, but I, I don't think the odds should be as heavily in Port's favour at this stage. I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait for the teams. Port selections yeah. are going to be more than interesting. I mean, you know, you think Port can win. They finished higher on the ladder. We all get sucked in by the team that wins from underneath. We always do that. But I'm just going to wait. The teams are going to be so important for the Port Adelaide Football Club. They certainly are. Another big night as always. Gee, something always crops up, doesn't it, Blighty? But we'll be back tomorrow. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll have the teams on Thursday night. And only a couple of games this weekend. The two big boys having rest. You enjoy your night. We'll do it all again tomorrow between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV, Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.